Uh, it's evening, and Jesus gets his disciples into a boat uh, to cross the Sea of Galilee to go to this other side, he called it. Uh, where they were ending up was a graveyard, by the way. And why Jesus does this at night, I'm not quite sure. Uh, because what follows is like the scariest story ever. There's a storm on the lake, as you know, and there's all of the water and the wind, and the disciples are freaking out. By the way, my worst fear, on, on a boat at night in a storm on a, in the ocean. If this section of Scripture was given to Quentin Tarantino or uh, Martin Scorsese, you know, it would be like the scariest movie ever, all right? So listen to these words from Mark chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Can you imagine? Well, I give you a little help to imagine. <laughs> Jesus has just calmed the storm, which is freaky enough. And you can imagine, I mean, Jesus gets out and he says, just like, peace, be still, and it stops. You can imagine, I think he went back to bed in the bow of the boat, and Peter and the disciples are having to row now because it's all calm. And here's Peter like, you can imagine the conversation. My word, what was that? You know, John's like, oh man, like, peace be, what? You know, they're rowing, and all of a sudden, Peter hears this. Ah! I mean, if I'm Peter, it's like, no, what, you know, and Jesus is like, no, we're going, you know, what? That way. The boat pulls up onto the beach. Okay, now, Jesus gets out. You notice it's a graveyard. I'm picturing a hill, a full moon. I mean, if I'm like Peter or John or any of I'm like, uh, where are we going to stay with the boat? And Jesus is like, get out of the boat. And if, you know, guys, when we're scared, we act tougher than we really are. Like, okay, we're out. <laughs> and you see a shadow up on the hill, and you realize it's a guy who comes out from behind a tomb, a full moon behind him. He's bleeding. He's been cutting himself with rocks. He's got chains on his feet that have been broken. He's naked. And all of a sudden, this guy comes running down the hill at you. <laughs> and Jesus is standing there. I'm trying to picture this. And we got a little... Oh, some more bass here coming out. And he comes running down the hill, and in the midst of this, I mean, like, if I see this guy coming down the hill at me, I am, I'm Michael Phelps. I'm, I'm out. I'm swimming to the, uh, I, 
there is no way. He lands in front of Jesus and on his knees, he screams, what do you want me, Jesus? Oh, you're still, you don't have to play the scary music anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, can, you can cut scary music. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of scaring me up here right now. Like, Let's get out of here, you know. <laughs> but can you imagine Jesus comes in front. Should I just turn this off? Oh, yeah. Lands in front of Jesus and yells, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? And I, you just can't imagine, I mean, this would never come into my mind, that I would never think of saying this. Here's Jesus. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> I, I never think of stuff like that. And this guy says, Legion. For, is this my... know that legion is not a normal name. A le legion is a Roman military term for uh, a squadron of three to, to, to 5,000 men. So this guy is literally saying that there are 3,000 like evil spirits in me, which is not very comforting. And, uh, and, and then check this out. A large herd of pigs. This is uh, chapter 5, 11 through 14 was feeding on the nearby hillside, and the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned, and those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what happened. I mean, what's with the pigs? I mean, this is, why did Jesus let this legion of evil spirits enter these pigs? A little theology by Kent, but I, I think it's because Jesus wanted to show for all time evil's intent to destroy. I mean, so evil, legion, this legion of demons, yeah, you can destroy, but not this man. Not this man. So these evil spirits went into about 2,000 pigs. I always imagine things. My mind's a little crazy. Like, you know, Bobby, 14-year-old, got his first summer job. <laughs> He's standing out there with the pigs. Just This is kind of boring, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're just in the field with the pigs, and uh, you hear this, <laughs> one pig goes crazy. And then all of them just run off the bank and jump in the water and die. You imagine him walking back home, to like back to the, you know, back to the farmer John's, you know, farm. Farmer John sees him down the road, comes around. Where are my pigs? Yeah, they uh, jumped off a cliff. <laughs> Says, well, you're fired. I know, you know. It's, you know, contrary though to popular horror films like Devil Boy or whatever, you're not just born demon possessed. You know, what was it that happened to this guy? You know, maybe he was a kid who just was a bit different. Maybe he was on the spectrum. Maybe he had a disability or... Well, you know what happens to kids when they have that in junior high. Or maybe you, you get picked on, you were bullied. You, maybe his mom was an addict. 
Or maybe his mom just never listened. She was so busy with her career, never sat and said, how are you, honey? How was your day? Never. Maybe he had a dad who just pushed him. You know, you got a B, you can get an A. JV, you can be varsity. You know, everything he did was just not good enough. Maybe he had an uncle who abused him. Maybe he just felt like he, he never measured up. So he started cutting, maybe just to feel something. Smoking pot, using drugs. Get, got a hold of his mom's maybe Oxycontin and got addicted or began to take his anger out on people and eventually began taking his anger out on himself. This kid's feelings of rejection, confusion, addiction, shame led him to the point, well, I mean, in my mind, that he was willing to sell his soul to the devil, whatever that is. I mean, how low do you have to be to feel like that's your only hope, right? And you might say, well, well, Kent, you know, I'm not that messed up. You know, like this story is cool, but let's be real. That's a weird story, you know, 2,000 years ago. I mean, I am not freaking out, walking down Hello Walk, you know, freaking out, and people walking by me holding crucifixes, sprinkling holy water on me. Whoa, you know, you know, that's not happening. This, is, this guy was messed up. I mean, if we had some kind of a meter that measured how messed up you were, this guy would be 11, you know, on the messed up meter. I think that's how you spell cray-cray, but I looked it up. I looked it up. But here's the deal, right? How many of you have been a two? A four? Just close your eyes just for a second. Just, just for a minute here. Have you ever wished you were somebody else? Have you ever disliked your body? Have you ever laid in bed at night and replayed what you posted or what you put out on Snapchat or what you said and you just wish you could take it back, but it's just there? Have you ever obsessed about why you didn't get more likes in that pic? Or have you ever called yourself a name just kind of under your breath or in your mind like, you loser, you suck, you just are an idiot. You ever felt sort of sad even at a party? Have you ever gotten so down on yourself about a grade that you just could hardly function? Like have you ever thought about really messing somebody up, like the anger was just raging. Have you ever curled up in a ball on your bed and wept from your guts because you just didn't know where to turn or who to go to or or how to fix it? You can open your eyes, but I mean, you, you get what I'm saying here. We can say that guy's messed up. My junior year in high school, on a rainy Oregon night, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I remember driving home in my car on a rainy night going 90 miles an hour. And I kind of didn't care if I careened off that curve. What was I, a six on the messed up meter? I think each one of us, at some point in our lives, gets right up to the edge of disaster. We feel like we're losing our story. And does our story even matter? Now, the end of this story is both tragic and beautiful. Check this out. When they came to Jesus, 
They saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. Tragic and beautiful. Tragic because they asked Jesus to leave their town. Why? Well, in my opinion, it's because those townspeople cared more about pigs than a person. They cared more about money than a man. And they didn't want someone to expose the reality of how they actually have treated other people throughout their history. That's a little too close. So they wanted Jesus to leave. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful because Jesus restored this man's story. The story he was created to live in. Jesus changed everything. Whitworth, you are never too messed up for God. And if you feel like you are, beware. Jesus is in a boat coming to your graveyard as we speak. Amen.